This is unstructured. Hey everybody, I'm going to try something different today. This is very much in the spirit of Harry Duran of Podcast Junkies, another good podcast you guys might want to check out. I heard him do an episode where he was walking while recording, and I thought, wow, that's a really, really cool idea, especially because when I walk, I can think a whole lot more, and I wanted to take the opportunity to do that here. Part of this is because, honestly, I really am quite uncomfortable and nervous talking on my own just to fill space. If you guys have been listening to the show for a while, (laughs) you can attest to that because you'll notice my interviews are very to the point. I don't have a long preamble, and I'm talking to the guests usually within a minute or two, and I do the the introduction with them on. I am not into house cleaning or housekeeping and, and talking about everything else, so this is a challenge for me, and I, I hope you guys all bear with me. Now, for this one, I did reach out and I asked for some questions, and I'd like to go ahead and answer these real quickly. There are some great people in the Unstructured Facebook group. I hope everyone here would go look it up on Facebook and, and join it. You can find it under Unstructured P. Click Join Group. It's a really neat place. Awesome content. I am a member, not a controller. So I contribute, but there's many others who contribute great content as well. And these folks have asked a lot of questions here today. Um, Some of these, well, these questions all have come from Dustin Cubitt, Ginny Aguilar, Patricia Russell, and Luke Kaler. So let me go ahead and roll with these. What are my guilty pleasures? Well, I guess I feel a little guilt from it because it's putting a lot of weight on me and everything else, but love my IPAs. Used to hate them and unfortunately acquired a taste for them. So they're like belly bombs and they're definitely not doing me any favors. Now, I do, I've talked about it before, so I don't know if it's a super guilty pleasure since I just keep doing it. I guess another one would be I really have been enjoying the show Queer Eye and honestly yeah I might the room may be a little dusty at the end of the episodes and and some water may be running from my eyes for some crazy reason when they do the reveal it gets all emotional but we won't go into that next question is why I mean like why are we here I guess to ask really broad questions that I have no idea how to answer. That's probably a little deeper than than my philosophical um, capability. Um, and then while we're getting deep, did Lee Harvey Oswald act alone? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I used to be kind of a conspiracy guy and thought, yeah, 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 Oliver Stone, magic bullets, blah, blah, blah. But more and more over the years, I'm kind of thinking, no, probably acted alone. He was a nut. Guns do crazy things. And honestly, even as the new material has come out, really the only conspiracy it's proven was the FBI and other agencies wanted to cover up their own incompetence, which actually sounds very 
<laughs> very legit and normal to times. What was the last movie I saw and did I enjoy it? The last movie I saw was Dunkirk. And, uh, I'm sorry, the question was last movie I saw in the theater. And that was, again, Dunkirk. Did I enjoy it? Ugh. Not sure, because it's really a hard movie. Um, it was well-crafted. Very watchable. Uh, incredibly talented director. But um, it's a hard subject matter, and it was very, I felt very fraught. So, did I enjoy it? I don't know. It was, uh, was well-crafted. Well done. Can't say I was having a good time. But I really appreciate the art. So I'd say good movie. Definitely worth seeing. What are my thoughts about Trump derangement syndrome and liberal derangement syndrome? Well, I think they're pretty deranged. No, seriously. I'm kind of over it. I feel like there's a bunch of bad actors who are pushing buttons and making comments and making memes that are trying to gin up controversy and hate. And these players are on both sides. They go as high as the president and as low as the press. And honestly, can't really trust anyone. Next question. What is my favorite book that I've read this year so far? Well, I'm going to cheat on that one because then I can slip in a plug. And I'll say uh, Brian Freeman's Alter Ego. I enjoyed that book and I enjoyed the previous Stride book. It came out last year called Marathon. And, ha, 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 guess what? Brian Freeman was a guest on the podcast a couple weeks back. Please check out that episode. I'm really proud and honored that I got to have him on. It's a great interview. Really interesting guy. And I like what he did in the books. I like how, how he used social media as a, a, a particular key point in both these books. So please check out that episode. Do I have any good tips for media literacy? Hmm. That's a, it's a tough one. On media literacy, really look and see if they're reporting the facts or if they're using colorful language to shift things. Now, I know that sounds wishy-washy or weird, but if you read you'll see that there is language that is expressing an opinion or slanting a particular direction. And you got to watch out for it. Um, a, a good example of this, it's kind of an odd one, but I was reading the obituary for the IKEA founder. I forgot his name, but I know it was in the New York Times. And the first sentence of the obituary, normally an obituary was, such and such who did this, died at this age, blah, blah, blah. Now they may say uh, what the disease was or, or something, but usually it's just you know, very factual. And then in the article or, you know, the copy that follows, they will describe more how they were influential or how they were controversial, etc. Now, the founder of Ikea, they essentially said, the uh, founder of Ikea, blah, 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 whatever his name was, who hid his Nazi past, died. And that 
was very disturbing. The fact that they put in that whole hit his Nazi past right in the beginning. And if you read it too, they slipped it in, tucked between a couple commas, very, very nicely, where you almost don't even really pay attention. It just, it kind of flows really well. It's well written. It slides in there. And that is, to me, a perfect example of of activism versus um, actual reporting. And if you want to see why I'm pointing this out, look up the uh, obituary for Fidel Castro. And you'll find that early on, it's a little more charitable than this Ikea founder. Minor things, but it's there. Another trick I would say for media literacy is read the entire article. This is really important because, (laughs) guess what? The headlines don't match the content quite often. Or they do something called burying the lead, where in the ninth or tenth paragraph, you'll have something that flips the entire article on its head or disproves everything that just said before it or disproves the headline. That is completely maddening, but always read it. And last, I would say, if you read... If you find yourself agreeing with an article, try to find the opposite one. So maybe you can keep yourself in check because we all suffer for confirmation bias. I don't like to do it, but I do try to seek out different opinions. Fortunately, I'm a member of some groups where the opposite opinions are often shoved in my face. So I don't have to seek them out that, that deeply. They're very clear and very loud. Next question, what's my favorite food? I would say uh, pizza or a fat, juicy ribeye. I I pretty much like both of those. I don't have a preference. Now, next question. What is my most embarrassing moment? Oh, I kind of hated this one because honestly, normally... If I have an embarrassing moment, I put it out of my mind. I don't like to revisit it, but I've had many. I mean, I've been running and crap myself, and there's nothing like having a a brown soup going down my legs when they're very white, white, white. Everybody knows exactly what happened. Um, I had a recent embarrassing incident, and that was when we were going through security at the airport, coming back from Toronto. (laughs) There's some definite drama in that, but the uh, woman in front of me, she got called back by the security officer who had just run her bag through the scanner and said, ma'am, is this your bag? And she went over, yes, yes. And the security officer pulled out a water bottle. And I turned to my wife in a very judgmental tone and said, that woman, that's a really poor planning. I I can't believe she did that. That's just ridiculous. And then the next bag came through. It was my bag. And the same security guard looked over to me and said, Sir, is this your bag? I said, yes. What's wrong? And she pulled out a water bottle. Yep. I put one in much earlier, forgot it completely, and felt like the biggest jerk ever. And then, what's my last embarrassing moment? Well, the fact 
that I just recorded 30 minutes before I started recording this and I didn't hit record. So I'm doing all this a second time and probably not any better, which is very sad and very embarrassing. Last question. Do I think there's hope for American democracy? Yeah, I think there might be. And part of the reason is because of all the partisan bickering, all the ginned up controversy, all the hatred towards Trump, because now people are starting to pay attention. People were asleep at the wheel and they kind of let the executive branch get bigger, 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 bloat, bloat, bloat. But now you have an executive that people hate. And so maybe Congress will start to do their job and take back their part of the government. Remember, Congress is the one who's supposed to declare a war. And they've abdicated that responsibility for years, for decades. Congress needs to do their job. And you stop handing it off to the executive branch. And maybe it'll happen now. Especially if 2018 flips the flips the uh, parties. Now that wraps up the questions. And I really do appreciate everyone who does send them in. I encourage everybody to do this. I would like to do more of these solo shows. And I'd like to do them as frequently as maybe once a week. I don't know if I can pull them off. But in them, I would like to not only answer any questions that might come in, whether I know the answers or not. Sometimes I'll say I don't know or I'll just look something up. Or maybe I can reach out to somebody and and get a good answer. Like if I forgot to ask a guest a particular question and you guys have a question for them, that'd be awesome. Let me know. You can reach out to me at unstructuredp at gmail.com, unstructuredp on Twitter, unstructuredp on Facebook, and join the group. That is my favorite way to get questions because there's a lot of great people in there, all contributing good content, good value. It's very interesting. I'm actually more of a member than than an overlord or or whatever. I, I really like everybody who's contributing, and there's some great folks there. I also want to talk about previous episodes. Now, I've already named one off with Brian Freeman. That was an awesome interview. I really enjoyed that. Plus, I want to talk about a few more. Um, Otakar Klecki is a recent interview. And really enjoyed talking with her. Now, she wrote this great book called Hear Your Body Whisper. And it really talks about lifestyle and diet and how to treat yourself so your body can become self-healing against any kind of diseases or, or things that it may run into. Very valuable stuff. However, Otakara also grew up behind the Iron Curtain. And as a child, who was a teenager in the 80s, I very much was affected by communism. I remember duck and cover drills. I remember the evil empire and the Iron Curtain. And I was terrified. That, that was a very real thing to me. So I got a great opportunity to do a deep dive with her about life under communism, which she had for her first uh, about 13 years or so, and then life after communism. 
So it was really awesome because she was on both ends of it before and after the Iron Curtain fell. Now she was from Czechoslovakia, which is now split into the Czech Republic and Slovakia. And it wasn't quite Moscow. So that was another factor that was interesting to learn is how, how things were different for her in a uh, controlled territory, if you will. Another really good interview, very recent, is uh, Julio Briones. Julio, he's an interesting guy. It's really cool. He um, was in the army, but then after he got out, he got in some serious trouble. Serious enough trouble that he spent over a decade in prison. Now, in the episode, he describes exactly what went down, what the arrest is about, and what happened. I encourage you to listen to it, please, so you can hear what it was all about. But what I like most about Julio is, since he's gotten out, he created a company called Answer Man Services. And it is a personal crisis management company. Now, by personal crisis, it's a little different. When uh, BP had an oil spill, they had crisis management, which is really a media company. Julio, on the other hand, he helps people with personal crises, as in your son gets arrested. What do you do? How is the son going to make it in prison? How does he survive? What does he need to do? How how does the commissary work? Things like that. Julio also helps people who are getting divorced, helps people with their aged parents. Essentially, anything in life that is a a genuine crisis. He's there, and he helps you. So it's a very interesting interview. Very interesting guy. Now, a little bit before that, I had James Fallon. A James Fallon is a professor at the University of California, Irvine. Fascinating guy. Now, he is world famous because... He studies brain scans, and one time when he was studying brain scans of Alzheimer's patients, he and his family contributed their own brain scans so they could have a control group. That way you could tell the difference between, okay, here is somebody with Alzheimer's, here is somebody without. Now, at the same time he was studying the Alzheimer's patients, he was studying psychopaths. He's been doing that for years, and he, he discovered different markers in brain scans that clearly identified psychopaths. Well, when he was looking at the Alzheimer's pile, he found a psychopath scan in the pile. And, of course, accused everyone in the lab for playing a joke on him. Unfortunately, they all denied it. And he had to break protocol. So he opened it and looked at the scan. It was his own. That is his overall story. Which has made him very famous. Now... I made a choice in that interview, and I did not go deep on psychopathy with him. We talked about it some, but we spent a lot of time talking about other subjects because he's a brilliant, brilliant scientist, and I got to learn a lot of different things, crazy stuff like his relationship to George Carlin, a family friend, to his theories on Bedouins, how they don't... There's no killings in generations of the Bedouins, and how that may apply to Burning Man 
the uh, festival here in the United States. Very interesting stuff. Now, the most recent week, I've had two episodes. Kevin Goatee is the creator of Comics Watching Comics on Amazon Prime and Amazon Video. And he has a great story. This is a guy who funded, out of his own pocket, a show that he wanted to do. So, he paid for the club. He paid for snacks. He got people to come out. Got some friends that were higher-level comics to be judges. And filmed, cut, hosted, produced, and released a show. Totally on his own dime. Out of his own pocket. And he's made it all the way to Amazon. Very inspiring stuff. Great story. And following his episode... I have Sarge Carlson and Melissa Frenzy of Sarge Approved. They are actually who introduced me to Kevin Goatee to begin with. And that episode is a departure for me because it really was an informal chat. Interviewing kind of just went out the window. Found out some facts about him, of course, because I asked questions in the course of a conversation. But it really was a fun chat. They're fun people. They're a blast to hear. And you may know them because I've been plugging their show at the end. I have a promo that they put together. I've been running on the end of the podcast. One note about that promo is I am not charging them for it. I asked them to put that together. And I have others who will be building promos that I'm putting on the end of the show. Because I want to share podcasts that I listen to too. I'm not only a podcaster. I'm a huge fan of podcasting. And I really like to introduce people to others I know. So that wraps this up. Um, I hope you guys like what I'm doing. And I would love, love to have feedback. I'd love to hear if you want me to keep doing these individual shows. To do recaps on recent episodes. Answer any questions you guys might have. And if it's something you think I should do regularly. So... Thank you very much, and I'll see you next time. Now, tonight's adventure into the unknown. Shut up and sit down. Hey, it's Sarge. And Frenzy. From the Sarge Approved Podcast. Uh, If you're not familiar... The Sarge Approved Podcast has a guest every episode featuring uh, people like actors, comedians, uh, survival experts, authors, martial arts experts, basically a whole gamut of badass people. Yes. And you can check out all our episodes on all the podcast platforms, iTunes, Spreaker, uh, uh, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, and you can check us out on all our social media, Facebook. Instagram, Twitter, all the things. It's all at Sarge Approved. Yep. Check it out, and we hope you enjoy it. Bye.